this Northland case, these two women that were maligned, they obtained an exemption, and it was all tickety-boo until it wasn't. Now, one of the women, in fact, I think to the best of my memory, not, none of them have spoken to the media except for one journalist, that is Anna Leesk, and she's in studio with us. Hi, Anna. Hi, guys. Hi. So when did you, at what point did you speak to one of these women? Uh, it was soon after the, I, I guess, the scandal came mm. out and um, they were being maligned by, by everybody who had different opinions on why they'd gone to Northland. And um, I sort of reached out to them, uh, both of them, and one of them came back and said, yo, I'll talk to you. I'm sick of the lies. Um, she did it on the basis that she was anonymous, um, she's trying to protect her, her kids and her family. And she said, look, there's so much out there about us that's not true. Um, as far as she knew, she'd gone to Northland with a friend to um, try to get a contract for some work. She believed the paperwork had all been done and it was just devastating for her that people were linking them to gangs and sex work and drugs and and the like. And yeah. she said, you know, it was, um, it was just a horrible, horrible time for them and she wanted her truth out there. Why it's good to talk to you, Anna, is, folks, if you're not aware, Anna's covered courts for years uh, for NZME so she's been yeah, around from New Zealand Herald for New Zealand Herald yeah and so she's been around she's you know she knows if somebody's being Machiavellian if they're being completely dishonest did you get any sense that this woman was trying to rot the system no and I spoke to her at length um, I was expecting it to be a short phone call but it wasn't um, there was no dodging of questions she was pretty straight up she said that you know they were going up there you know, to try to get this contract and to try to get some work. And her friend had various meetings set up. Um, she couldn't, you know, she said it was around the home cleaning and home improvement space. And she said it's her friend's business. She didn't want to go into it too specifically to protect her friend. Um, but, you know, we looped back and I asked her a few questions a few times and there was just no no shifting from her on the fact that she went for this road trip with her friend to help do some work to get some extra money to help her mate and it had all just turned pear-shaped through no fault of their own as, as it turns out now. Mm. How long How long ago have you been speaking to her? I spoke to her soon after it had all happened and then the last time we spoke was in March. Mm. Um, that was just after the then minister had refused to give the woman an apology for his comments, um, which she was, the woman I spoke to was just gutted and disappointed that Basically, someone could lie. Um, her words, she used the words fabrication, defamation and shenanigans, um, which led the public to believe and in mm. turn feel and speak hate towards them. Did, did she ever feel or her friend, did they ever feel through the backlash from the public that they, their safety was compromised, that they were in danger? Because people knew who they were in their circle of um, Absolutely. friends. Um, they, she said that they were harassed and her kids were bullied at school. Um, her, you know, she claims that authorities, when they would come to speak to her, would grill her children. Um, you know, she said she'd raised her kids to respect authorities and you know, the police were safe people. And after this experiment, experience, which she said was like being dragged through the mud. Um, she said, I felt disgustingly bullied and helpless. Um, and that she was threatened and intimidated. And it was just a really horrendous time for her and her friend. Have you spoken to this woman today? I haven't. I have sent her a message just to let her know that the story is run on the Herald my, by my colleague, David Fisher. Um, and I am hoping to hear back from her today. Um, but she's been pretty reluctant to talk about it. She's been pretty sort of castigated publicly. Um, you know, she's pretty feels pretty let down by the government, by by everybody. Um, you know, do you think she'd go legal? Um, potentially, I think that if the right person reached out to them and offered to help, 
they're just sort of simple Kiwi women that you need to be pro bono, I suppose. I'd yeah. imagine so. Mm. It's just this simple Kiwi women doing their work. Anna, thank you very much for coming in. Annalise, who was the only journalist, the best of our knowledge, that spoke with one of these women concerned, the more I hear from Anna, the more I go, mm. at the very, very least, the government need to own this, step forward and say, we got that horribly wrong. Yeah. We are terribly sorry mm-hmm. for the pain and suffering that you and your children and families have endured as a result of our mistake. Watch out, there could be a lawyer at the door too. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy-girl snip, you've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip, you're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy, save yourself a shit ton of stress and money, you've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.